Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the Whiskey Sessions Podcast. This is A Metz and B Pimp. That's right, that's right. And we're here for another episode. So thank you so much for joining us. And if you haven't already, please give us a good review on iTunes. We like them five stars and nothing less. Exactly. How's everything going with you, B Pimp? Pretty good. I have an interesting um, anecdote I'd like to share with everyone. Please do. I think it's interesting anyway. And so gonna, while you share that, I'm gonna open this fine bag of ruffles, <laughs> which you know us for. These are cheddar and sour cream. So you can hear it. Yes. It's authentic. You know we aren't lying to you. We don't just sing about ruffles. We also eat them. That's right. So I we're at one place where I buy ruffles is Seven Eleven, mm-hmm. and there's a uh, one of the clerks that works there. Um, is an interesting guy, and he, I go there frequently because I buy cigarettes, of course. Bad habit, you know, whatever. That's um, what it is. It is what it is. But that's where I buy them, so I'm there, you know, relatively frequently. And normally there's, like, a group, I think it's a family that owns this one, so there's always, like, girls that are a part of this family that are usually the clerks, but there's this one guy that works there. Mm-hmm. And I've been seeing him more recently. He seems like a younger guy, like, maybe early 20s, something like that. And he has a tendency to just want to like chit chat whereas yeah. most of the time people there just kind of like do the transaction and that's it so i go in to buy cigarettes and he starts talking about the first time i went in when he told the story it was about the cubs i don't remember exactly what his fact was but he had some weird fact about if you add up like the margins of victory from the world series or do some kind of math it like equals 108 and that's how many years it had been since <laughs> they won so he like basically said that and I just went okay and left. <laughs> and then, for the fun fact. Thank you. And then the the next time I went in, he's looking at me weird when I'm buying. I bought cigarettes and he's kind of staring at me. I'm like okay, and he goes, um, he goes, hey, if uh, if an undercover, if you ask an undercover cop if they're undercover, do they have to tell you? <laughs> and I said the golden rule of undercover <laughs> coppage. Yeah, and so I said I don't believe they do. Yeah. <laughs> and he had he immediately his face turned to like this very worried look. And then he proceeded to tell me that he had just been busted for selling cigarettes to like a seventeen year old. And it so was he because had been busted for this. Already. Yes. So I think the issue was like it was a sting. Uh-huh. And he was thinking that he wasn't at fault because they didn't tell him like he must have asked or so I don't know. Oh god! But then he explained like he only did it because there was a long line and he was rushing. So when the girl asked for cigarettes, he didn't card her, and he normally does. Ugh. And I was like, "Well, that sucks." But I just thought it was so funny. He's like, he asked me like, "I'm the authority on it." And then when I said, <laughs> "I don't think so," I don't, I don't know. Hey, you're my lawyer. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he got such a worried look on his face, and he's telling me how he's gonna like challenge it and stuff. I was like. Okay. I don't think you're going to win that challenge. No, I don't think so. I think it's pretty cut and dry. Here's a rule. If you own a convenience store, you work at a convenience store, you just got to card people if they seem even sort of close. Yeah. Just don't even risk it. I don't care. I'm 30. I buy cigarettes and they card me. I don't care. Yeah. Card them. Just card now. Ask questions later. Yeah. That's... No. I, uh... I don't know how you make that. Even if there's a rush at the line, how long does it take just to get your ID out? Yeah, and if somebody gives you attitude about it, just be like, hey, I don't care. I'm not getting busted again by these undercover cops that are all over the place. No, and I'll even say, at the time of the recording this, I'm 32, or no, sorry, not the time of the recording this. The time of recording this, I'm 31. When this will be released, I'm 32. And I was even ID'd 
today for buying alcohol, even yeah. though I don't look any, no part of me <laughs> looks under 21. But, but you don't get offended. No, I don't get offended. You just have to take those precautions. If you're selling cigarettes or if you're selling liquor, then that's how it is. And the liquor we bought today was Evan Williams. We're going all class. All class. So this comes in a plastic bottle. Yeah. As did our <laughs> Southern liquor, As did our whiskey for the last episode. So Evan Williams, tell you a little bit about it. It's uh, distilled in Kentucky, of course. Uh, it is. 43% alcohol, so that's a little uh, a little bit higher than our Southern Comfort from the last episode. And it is, let's see if I can figure out what town in Kentucky this is from. Ah, Bardstown. Bardstown. I don't know the where... The home of William Shakespeare. Yes. Uh, if you didn't know that fun fact already, that is where Shakespeare is from. You might say, no, he's English. And I would say, no, he's from Kentucky. Bardstown. Bardstown. If it wasn't, then why is it called that? They would be lying if they called their town that, and I don't think they would do that to us, do you? They make Evan Williams. No, of course not. So why don't we give this a try? I hope it doesn't taste like syrup. Hopefully it does not. It doesn't taste like syrup. It's, um... Yeah, it's not bad. It's similar to, like, Jack Daniels to me. Right. It it look, and even it looks like they're. Is it a knockoff of Jack Daniels? Because it's got like it the same kind of coloring. Same coloring, similar like logo. I would say it tastes. It does taste like Jack Daniels. Not quite as. Um, I don't know how to describe it. it. Doesn't seem to quite have the body of Jack Daniels. Right. It's got, but it's got that same. Not the same full flavor, but you taste the corn from the mash. Yeah. Kind of that. That bourbon, that classic bourbon, twinge. So I will say for, I mean, for a cheap whiskey, I don't hate it. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. It's definitely not something I would pour on my pancakes. No. that You would have some weird whiskey-soaked pancakes if you poured these in your pancakes. So, yeah, not bad. If all you have is $15 in your pocket and you want to get yourself some whiskey, you could do worse than Evan Williams. I agree. That's what I'm saying. I'm giving it the... The not the stamp of approval, but the I am ambivalent about this, and it's not terrible <laughs> stamp. Yes. I, I use that stamp a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't we get into our top five, and what top five are we discussing for this episode? This is going to be a big one because we are Huge. doing top five frozen pizza brands. Frozen pizza brands, and I will say right off the top that for me this is like. It's a difficult one. I haven't had a lot of frozen pizza lately. But there was a time in my life where I ate quite a bit of frozen pizza. And so I do have an opinion on these. You have a base of knowledge. Yeah, I will say out of all our top five lists, I think, of all time, this one probably actually came together the quickest. Oh, yeah. There were, and not only that, but I have five exactly, and I can't really think exactly. of adding another one. Five. I mean, there's one I could think of that I almost added, but I don't really like it. So I, no, I may mention that later. Te- teaser for you. Yeah, I, I can think of other ones that exist that I've had, but uh, apart from that, I don't think. Yeah, there are five for me, and that is it. I bet a couple of mine won't be on your list, and you're gonna judge me for having them on there. But well, judging is what I do. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? All right, so let's get into it. This is our top five. Frozen pizza brands. More than four, less than six. It's the top five. Let's get it started. My number five is Tombstone. 
Tombstone. Interesting. It's kind of the uh, the neglected stepchild of the frozen pizzas. I would say so. Because yeah. it, it has like a connotation to it of being cheap, and mm-hmm. it is. I mean, when you make it, it sometimes like if you get a sausage one, it's got those little balls of sausage on it, and sometimes yeah. they all shift to one side and you have to like <laughs> spread it out. So I mean, that's not really screaming like high quality. No. But it's cheap. Um, it's not terrible. It's very thin crust, and usually you're getting a decent amount of cheese on it. Yeah. Um, depending on what style you want, like I wouldn't get like a Supreme or something because it's that those are pretty, not those are pretty low quality ingredients you're getting there. But no, like the more ingredients you're asking for, the more disappointed you're gonna be. Right. But as far as like, I want some pizza. I want it to be quick, and I want it to be frozen, mm-hmm. and I don't want it to cost a lot. I can it's all those. I'm putting that marks. that's why I'm putting that at number five. Well, and I'll say with Tombstone too, it's that you can find it anywhere. Yeah. Like it's one of the brands that will you know, seven eleven is only gonna carry so many brands, like other convenience stores, smaller ones might only have so many brands. But God help you, if you can't find Tombstone among those brands, it will that's not even a store then. Mm-mm. Like a store could have only one freezer panel. And you're positive that Tombstone will be in there. The only way you're not going to find Tombstone is if you're going to the library to get your frozen pizza. Yes, you might not find And that's a poor library. <laughs> They'll probably have the movie Tombstone, though, to yes. rest. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, my number five is DiGiorno. Mm. And I know they say it's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. If the place I got delivery from delivered DiGiorno pizzas, <laughs> I'd be pissed off. <laughs> but I will say it's it's... I think DiGiorno's not bad. No, it's not. No. and I, they, have a good, they have good crust. Yeah. They do that well. Ingredients, eh. Not bad. Uh, not terrible. They do, like, I, I think it's one of those pizza brands that's high enough in quality that you can risk doing, like, a Supreme. Mm-hmm. Uh, and have it turn out to be all right. So that is, for me, that's good enough to put at number five. Plus the sauce is, is not bad in DiGiorno. Like, I think DiGiorno... By the way, we might as well combine it because DiGiorno is my number four. Oh, okay, there we go. So we'll continue this discussion of yes. DiGiorno pizza. Um, it I warrants more discussion. <laughs> I like, um, I like the fact that it is. Let me put it this way: if somebody gave me DiGiorno pizza and they didn't tell me where the pizza was from, if it was cooked properly uh-huh. and it was like looked nice and everything, it's probably the one that I could come the closest to being conned with. That it may have come from, like, a low-quality actual pizza place. Okay, I, I could see that. I don't think I would actually believe it, but it's got, like, enough... Like, I think it's because it's got that rising crust It's like, thicker. Uh-huh. So it seems like it's a little bit more substantive. So do you feel like, then, that the commercial should just be... If they're not inaccurate, at least they should be more specific. Right. Like, to say something like... DiGiorno, we're good enough that you could maybe be conned into thinking that this is delivery. It's not It's not good delivery, it's DiGiorno. <laughs> yeah, it's not... It's believable as maybe being delivery from a place you've never heard of that you're like, oh, their pizzas don't look that good. DiGiorno. DiGiorno. Yes, I exa- that's exactly what I feel At about some it. point, though, you're going to be extending past like the 30-second commercial spot. Yeah. When the slogan is that long? Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? DiGiorno, if you can't afford those one-minute commercial spots, then what are you even doing? Why are you even a business? Yeah. <laughs> what is your number four? My number four is Newman's Own. I have never had that. 
they do a pretty decent job. And I kind of, I'm a big fan of Newman's own brand for almost everything. Salad dressing. They kind of make, they make everything. Salad dressing. Plus, you feel good that they give some percentage to something or else. I don't even know. They do some charity thing. They do some charity thing. They make good popcorn too. But yeah, so I, I don't, I can't remember a lot of the specifics of Newman's own other than I know it was one that I got with some frequency. So, bad enough. Not remembering that it's bad is enough to put it number four for me. <laughs> they keep it simple. They don't try to... Uh, Get you fancy with it? No. Okay. That's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good quality in a frozen pizza brand. I think so. My number three is Target brand, which I think is Market Pantry. Oh, Target brand. I don't think I've had that. They have... They make a wide variety of, like, very, very thin crust, like... I think they call them, like, artisanal pizzas... Where you're getting ones with, like, not common toppings on them. Mm -hmm. So they have, like, you know, they'll have kinds with, like, red pepper and, like, different kinds of things. And it's, like, or they'll make, like, a margarita pizza that's got, you know. That's always And it's, like, super, super thin crust. And it's not really very filling. It's more of, like, it tastes good. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I, the reason I include it is because if I'm, we will go to Target sometimes to get certain things. So we'll be there when, like, we may be thinking about, oh, we want to pick something up for dinner if we don't have anything planned. So we'll get those occasionally. And they're really not bad. Like, they're not great. I think number three was the perfect spot for it because it's it's pretty good. It's not the best, but I like them. And they're yeah. not expensive. They're not over-the-top expensive or anything like no, that. No, that's always good when they're not expensive. Plus, I think... I I do think I tend toward the thin crust. Yeah. They for seem, frozen? Yeah, they seem like they just do better in translation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can totally understand that because I think... Two of my next three are very thin crust. Yeah. It's good stuff. So I can understand that and certainly maybe would have been on my list had I ever had one. Okay. But my number three is Freshetta, which I think in general is pretty similar to DiGiorno, except I think it's just a notch above. And I especially like Freshetta does this weird like brick oven style. Oh yeah, those are good. Those are really good. Yeah. I should have put that on my list. So that, that's the reason I'm putting it up there. I don't know why they even call them brick oven style because the idea of... Aren't they oh, just square? Yeah, they're just square. Okay. But like the funny thing is, it's like, why would you call them that? I'm the one that's putting it in the oven. <laughs> I don't have a brick oven. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a brick oven. Are you saying I can't cook your pizza unless I have a brick oven? Because I'm not going to bother. I wouldn't even make frozen pizzas in a brick oven if I already... <laughs> have enough money to put together <laughs> yeah, a, brick a brick oven in my apartment. You're going to be making... I'm making my own High-quality pizzas. Quality pizzas oh, yeah. at I'm home. not doing no freshetta. And your pizzas will be on somebody's list down the road. Oh, yeah. They'll be way up on the list. My number two is Red Baron. Whoa. I like Red Baron. Interesting. The reason I like it is because it is the one... I didn't put it number one because my number one is the best, and we'll get to that in a second. Uh-huh. But Red Baron has... It's not thin crust. It's not like the rising crust that you see with like DiGiorno or Freshetta sometimes. Yeah. It's just like right in the middle. It's the crust is good. They have a solid amount of cheese on the pizza. So when you make it, you're not getting like that tombstone, like yeah. sparse cheese feel to it. Um, it's covered. It's good. And I usually just get cheese when I get Red Baron. So all I need to know is that I like the crust. I like the cheese and I like the sauce. That's and cool. I like the ratio of sauce to cheese as well. Also key. Which is very important with frozen pizza because it's not sloppy. It's like perfect amount of sauce and cheese for me. Yeah. So that's why I like it. 
Well, and I also feel like Red Baron, much like Tombstone, is one you're going to see a lot. Yep. It's, it's common. Yes. So that's... You know, I mean, if you're on the hunt for frozen pizzas and you're in a place where you don't think you're going to have all the options, then it's key to know which of the ones that are like so commonly seen are going to be the exactly. best. What are you going to find and what are you going to be able to enjoy? Right. So that brings me to my number two, California Pizza Kitchen. I like its thin crust. I like that they have a, uh, a pretty wide range of options. Yeah. In terms of you can get... Uh, I don't barbecue chicken flavor. So yeah, like barbecue chicken, and they actually do that kind of thing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Also, the only downside of California Pizza Kitchen is I think value-wise, it's probably not the best price option. No, it's not. Uh, but outside of that, it is good though. I do feel like it's. I mean, if you're just gonna do it in terms of straight up taste for frozen pizzas, it's hard to not put it toward the top. Yeah. So that yeah, that's why it gets my number two. Okay. I, li- I like that one. I didn't think of that when I was making mine because I haven't had them too often. I've eaten at a California Pizza Kitchen. I like their pizza, but I just didn't register to me as frozen. But that was a good call. They do a pretty good frozen, I will say. Yeah. I, I, now that you mention it, I've had a couple and they're pretty good. Yeah. So my number one, my king of frozen pizzas. King of frozen pizzas. It is Jules Signature Kitchen. Wow. Brand. Now, I've seen them before also under a culinary circle label. Okay. But I was talking with um, my go-to frozen pizza connoisseur, my buddy Ron from work. Yeah. He, he, this is the one he mentioned when I said, hey, if you thought of a frozen pizza, what would yours be? He's like, definitely Jewel. By the way, and we should tell our listeners too, if you don't have a frozen pizza like connoisseur. You need one. As a friend, you do need one. You need one. You need to have a go-to person. And he was explaining it to me, and then I asked him, I'm like, well, I've had Culinary Circle from Jewel before, and those are also really good. So I don't, we couldn't, we couldn't quite land on it, like, if it's the same thing, they just have different names for it, or if this was some other kind that they've had. But regardless, the frozen pizza that Jewel makes, that is under their brand, is mm-hmm. great. It's the best combination of price, quality, taste, for frozen pizza that you could find. I'm laying it down. Laying it down. That's and it. We regret to say, if you're listening to this and you don't live anywhere near the Chicago area, you might not have access to this. You might not. You might have to make a trip. And that's... Make a frozen pizza trip. People go on trips for other things, do a frozen pizza trip. Do it for frozen pizza. Number one ranked. I ranked them number one just now. Yeah, they're number one ranked on this podcast by half of us. Exactly. that is... Well, you just spoiled what you... That's not your number one, I guess. (laughs) No. Well, the other thing is, I don't know that I've had one, or if I have, I did remember. So, I couldn't put it number one. I wasn't thinking. But... My number one is also a store brand, though it is actually uh, a national store brand, or actually maybe international. Uh, but it is Trader Joe's brand, and they go by Trader Giotto, Giotto. I don't know. I can't say that's that what they're called. Place. Yeah, I've never had one of these. So they do, <clears throat> like, it's very thin crust, and their cheese, I think, is really what makes them far better than anything else. They do a pretty good Supreme pizza as well, but if you just want to do just a normal cheese pizza, I think Trader Joe's is unquestionably the best. I'm kind of upset that I haven't had it, so I have nothing to add to this. Other yeah. than I've had things from Trader Joe's that were really good, so I'm guessing it's probably good. Yeah, it. you know, most of what Trader Joe's does is really good. I mean, they have a few things that they miss on, certainly, but like, yeah, their, their frozen pizzas, I think, are top of the line. 
So that's what gets my number one. So there you go. We've t- we've told you that you either should go to Trader Joe's or you should go to Jewel, uh-huh. depending on where you live. Get their store brands. And I think just what we're saying is give the store brands a chance. Exactly. I don't know if 7-Eleven has a store brand. If they do, I probably don't know one. <laughs> I don't think they do. I don't. Well, they no, they do for some things. I don't think they make pizzas. Yeah, they probably... They have their own, like, sandwiches and, like, that kind of... Their sh- store brand pizzas are probably just, like, eight taquitos, like, glued together. <laughs> The glue is out of it. <laughs> yeah. We also, I noticed, we because this was frozen pizza specifically, I did not include any of the take-and-bake varieties. No. Because those are par-baked. Yeah. Which is different. That's different. But Jewel also makes very good par-baked pizzas. And Aldi makes excellent oh. pizzas. The only problem with Aldi pizzas is they're big. So if you're going to buy one, you have to make it when you get home. Because most, I mean, we have a smaller freezer. Mm-hmm. And you can't put it in there. Yeah. So if I was going to keep it, it wouldn't be able to. So that's only like, if I'm there you and got, I need it for dinner, straight in it's got to go in the oven when you get home. Good to know. So if you have frozen pizza brands that you think we missed, you're mistaken. <laughs> but if you're insistent that we missed the best ones, please let us know. You can hit up our Twitter handle at Whiskey Sessions or email us at whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com. But yeah, those have been our top five frozen pizza brands we did not mention home run in so i'm gonna preempt i know we'll get emails about this so let's let me just say this why did you not include home run in on your list have you had it don't like it i don't like it either but i don't like it because it makes me sick (laughs) every time i've ever had a home run in pizza i get sick from it i don't know what it is they're really thick and like dense yeah, you I, know, I like, don't even know if I could say why, and I haven't had one in over ten years. But okay, I didn't enjoy it then, and it just so we just don't like Comer. We just don't like it. That's not going to be popular. No, but I don't care. You know, we're that's how it we're, goes. we're trailblazers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we say ignore home run and frozen pizzas. Yeah, no, no thanks. Don't don't cook it on the grill. Just don't cook it. <laughs> I mean, what? That, that's one thing that they advertise is cooking yeah. it on the grill. Mm-hmm. Is it because cooking in the oven tastes like garbage? <laughs> You're not tricking anybody, home running. You're not. And yeah. we do not endorse you in this podcast. You'll never buy us. No, I don't think so. If you do choose to advertise with us, though, we'll redo these lists. We will. And it'll, it'll be the <laughs> home run in is number one. It'll be the, the top five list brought to you by home run in. <laughs> it's number one because it made me sick, but not that sick. I've been sicker. I've home been run sicker. <laughs> Number one. I was sick one time from food poisoning, and I didn't get that sick with home running. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's... Well, uh, let's get to our emails. That is, uh, if, you've, if you're new to the podcast, we just added this great segment called emails. And um, because we've been getting so many emails, we feel like we have to read them on air. And we want to give you a chance to write into the show... And we'll answer any questions that you have. So go ahead, if you haven't yet, send us your email at whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com. And we'll read them on the air. But let's go to the emails that we got for this episode. And, yeah, this is emails. You sent us emails to read. Emails! And now we'll read them. Alright, so this email that we got from Skip... In Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Hi, Skip. Coeur d'Alene is a beautiful town. I've never been there. Well, I'll take your word for it. (laughs) Gentlemen, this is what Skip writes. Gentlemen, I'm sure you've heard the 100 duck-sized horses versus one horse-sized duck 
hypothetical before. Here's my question to you. Who would win in a fight? A hundred sparrow-sized dolphins or one dolphin-sized sparrow? Um, huh. I, I really... I, I am at a loss for words. I, I don't know what to say about this. No, I don't... Well, okay, so... A hundred sparrow-sized dolphins... See, the problem is that they live in two... One is in the air. One can fly, one can one swim. One can fly and one can swim. So now, are we saying that any of their abilities have changed? I mean, no, right? So we're just picturing... Well, are we saying that there would be a hundred sparrow-sized little dolphins swimming around in the ocean? Yeah. Or would they be flying? Well, I guess they would be... If they're sparrow-sized dolphins, they're dolphins. They're, they're dolphins. Tiny. So, so they're, they're just tiny they're dolphins. in the water. And then you've got one giant, giant sparrow. sparrow. The sparrow wins. Uh, I, well... Think, yeah. of how, think of the size of that thing. That thing would be enormous. Dolphins are what, like four hundred pounds or something? Are they? Yeah, they're pretty big. Pretty big. A big dolphin is. They look. Big. They don't look as big because you see them in the ocean. But if you saw one flying, oh my god, you would be, be like, "What is happening?" And really, when you think about it, how would the sparrow-sized dolphins even attack the dolphin-sized sparrow? They would just. They'd they have would to, like be, spit acid at it or something. I hate to say it, but they would be sitting horse-sized ducks. <laughs> they would be flying dolphin sparrow food. Yeah. Oh. oh, okay. I think we both agreed that the dolphin-sized sparrow would clean up. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. If you disagree, tweet us at at whiskey <laughs> sessions. At whiskey sessions. But we're pretty sure that hundred sparrow-sized dolphins would not stand a chance. Nope. I'm comfortable going on signing on to that. Yeah, what other emails do we got? I got another one from our friend Steve from Linwood. He seems... This asshole, he Steve. Seems to, he, I seem to have really connected with him. Oh, yeah. He but, was not happy about you not knowing at all where Linwood was. I don't think I'm going to be able to get off his shit list, to nope. be honest with you. Because not only did he email again, he's directing it at me. Oh, and he, he said, be limp, which doesn't Wait, make what? sense. It doesn't make sense, but I think if you just read it as blimp, <laughs> he might be making a fat joke about me, but... That asshole's He doesn't... He hasn't seen me. How does he know I'm fat? No, Am I fat? Like, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> this... Like, Steve... Come on. Come on. Calm down. I'm sorry that we release a free podcast for you to listen to that we're disappointing <laughs> you so. What else are you doing southeast of Lansing? Yeah, Jesus. But anyway, he if writes... If I lived in Linwood, I'd be mad too, I guess. <laughs> He writes, oh really? Not obeying traffic lights is a bad driving habit? You're really pushing the envelope on this podcast. I'd rather listen to the noise that results from car accidents than the drivel you're producing. Oh my god. That is obnoxious. You know what, it's out of line. Steve, no one is making you listen. He obviously likes it. You, you know, the, like those peop, there are people that will just listen to something that they hate. Yeah. Just for the sheer joy of hating something? It's the same thing with people who eat, uh, like, overwhelmingly spicy food. Because it kills your taste buds and then they regenerate. And you get addicted to it. You get addicted to that pain and then followed by yeah. regeneration. That's what he's doing. That, yeah. Although I can kind of get behind that. Well, yeah, it's different. But, but it's not because I just used it as a metaphor. <laughs> but I will say... As Americans, these are tough times, but I hope we can come together and that we do less of this hate-watching or criticizing just to get... You know, and I'll say it to Steve from Linwood, 
Maybe we will keep reading your emails. Maybe we'll just keep hateful. reading every single one you send. Even if you call me B-Limp. But, but I hate to say this. Does my voice sound fat? I don't understand. <laughs> I hate to say this. If the rest of you out there, if you don't send us more emails, we have to keep reading Steve's. We're just going to... Because let me tell you, we've read two of them. But Steve has sent us way more than we two can't. Emails. Some of them I don't even feel comfortable no, reading. No, some of them are not on air appropriate at all. I and don't. This is be... even. We've even put the explicit stamp on our podcast, even though we don't swear all that much. No. But Steve's emails go beyond explicit. They're offensive in a different way. Yeah, we. Can... <laughs> he gets. He cuts right to the core. No, he, yeah, he is a little too harsh. So we want to be able to read at least two emails per podcast, and so. Other people are going to have to start sending them in so we are not inundated with all of Steve's hate mail. He obviously has some kind of personal problem that he's just taking it out on us. I don't know what it is. I don't even have the energy to get to the bottom of it. But Steve... If we ever have a live event, I hope he doesn't show up. Because it's going to get ugly. It's going to get ugly. (laughs) Steve's going to come in. He's going to bring his two liter of RC Cola with him that you know he carries with him everywhere. (laughs) <laughs> his hello kitty backpack yes <laughs> he's just gonna be sashaying around so i guess what we're trying to say is send us some more emails so that we don't have to deal with steve anymore i'll probably still read them because they're pretty entertaining they are even though he's he's attacking me i can't help but be entertained by his right. his his hate so i guess what we're saying is either send us more emails or steve tone it down a little bit or this is going to turn into the Steve from Linwood show. Yes, and we don't care about Steve from Linwood. No. So don't make us do that. Now, before we wrap this podcast up, um, I wanted to do a follow-up review of the whiskey we've been This drinking. is groundbreaking. This is within the yes. same episode. No, I hate to... And it's not even that we gave it a very good review. But I will say, because I've been drinking it more as we've been recording this, this Evan Williams that we're drinking for this episode... And tell me if I'm wrong, but I like it less and less. With every sip? With every sip. I cannot agree more. I, I, I finished mine because I'm... <laughs> we called it a knockoff Jack Daniels in a flattering way, but I will say it's worse than that. It is. It, it's the home run in of knockoff whiskeys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could put this on a grill and I don't think it would be any better. I think you're... I think you would have a big problem on your hands if you <laughs> doused your grill in Evan Williams. Yikes. <laughs> I already feel like our grill, so our deck is so small that I always am nervous about putting the grill on anyway. Mm-hmm. Because it's just surrounded by wood well. and any false flame. <laughs> but I'm certainly not going to douse our grill in Evan Williams whiskey. Not only will it taste terrible, but might set our deck on fire. Yeah. So you no, know. no, not on your pancakes, not on your grill. I'd rather eat home run and pizza. Yes. So, anyway, thank you for joining us for this podcast. And, um, yeah, if you want to drop us a line, you can at our Twitter handle at Whiskey Sessions or at our email at whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com. Make sure you check out our hip hop EP. You will love it. Hip, hip, hippie to the hippity, hip, hip to hippie. And you don't stop the something. Rocking. That's right. And it's that is at whiskeysessions.bandcamp.com. It's a free download, five great tracks. 
Well, four great tracks and then some talking on another one. That's when we. That's the track when we talk about whiskey again. <laughs> yeah, it's a theme. Comes full circle. We named this uh, this project appropriately, Andy. I think. Yes, we did certainly. But thank you for listening, and we will catch you again soon. For Amets and Beepin. Adios, bye, Steve. Amigos. Bye.